This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of tibia posterolateral approach from the approaches section on orthobullets.com. The posterolateral approach to the tibia provides exposure to the middle two-thirds of the tibia, the entire fibula, and can be used when the anterior and anteromedial approach is limited by skin issues. Indications for the posterolateral approach to the tibia include open reduction internal fixation of tibia fractures, bone grafting for non-union or delayed union, implantation of electrical stimulators, excision or biopsy of bone lesions, osteotomy, and fibula resection for fibula transfer. As far as surgical planes, the internervous plane is between the tibial nerve, which is in the posterior compartment, and the superficial perineal nerve, which is in the lateral compartment. Remember, the tibial nerve innervates the gastrocnemius, soleus, and FHL. The superficial perineal nerve innervates the perineus brevis and the perineus longus. As far as preparation for the posterolateral approach to the tibia, anesthesia options include general, spinal, and a peripheral nerve block. As far as positioning, this can be done prone or in the lateral position. As far as the tourniquet, you can use this to exsanguinate the limb using elevation or an S mark. As far as the approach, the incision is a longitudinal incision on the lateral border of the gastrocnemius, and this is typically made to the desired length. As far as the superficial dissection, you will first reflect skin flaps and take care not to damage the short saphenous vein. You'll then incise the fascia, make sure to incise in line with the incision. Then you will develop the intramuscular plane that is developing the plane between the gastrocnemius and soleus, which is the posterior group, and the perineal muscles, which is the lateral group. Remember that the muscular branches of the perineal artery lie with the perineus brevis proximally and may need to be ligated. Finally, you will retract the soleus and gastrocnemius posteromedially. Once this is done, be sure to identify the origin of the FHL and soleus on the posterior border of the fibula. As far as deep dissection, you will detach the FHL and soleus. Specifically, you will detach from the posterior border of the fibula and retract posteromedially and you may expose the entire length of the fibula. You will then detach the posterior tibialis and remove off the posterior surface of the interosseous membrane, and remember that the posterior tibial artery and nerve will be posterior to the posterior tibialis and FHL. You will then follow the interosseous membrane to the tibia. Specifically, you will follow the posterior surface of the interosseous membrane to the lateral border of the tibia. You will then release the posterior tibialis and the FDL of the tibia. Specifically, you will dissect the posterior tibialis and flexor digitorum longus off the posterior surface of the tibia to expose the desired segment of tibia. As far as extensile measures, proximally, this approach cannot be extended into the proximal fourth of the tibia. This is because the popliteus muscle, posterior tibial artery, and tibial nerve preclude proximal dissection. As far as distal extensile measures, this approach may be extended distally to become continuous with the posterior approach to the ankle. As far as closure, you should loosely close the deep fascia on the lateral side of the leg and use interrupted sutures for this. As far as structures at risk to be aware of, the ones to know include the short saphenous vein, the perineal artery and branches, and the posterior tibial artery and nerve. As far as the perineal artery and branches, be sure to avoid injury by staying on the posterior surface of the interosseous membrane, and branches may be ligated and coagulated. With respect to the posterior tibial artery and nerve, Avoid injury by staying on the posterior surface of the interosseous membrane. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. 
The first question reads, what is the internervous plane for the posterolateral approach to the tibial shaft? And the choices are one, sural and superficial perineal nerves, two, saphenous and tibial nerves, three, sural and saphenous nerves, four, tibial and superficial perineal nerves, and five, superficial and deep perineal nerves. The correct answer to this question is four, tibial and superficial perineal nerves. So the posterolateral approach to the tibia is a technically demanding approach that is used when the anterior or anteromedial approaches are not possible due to skin issues. The internervous plane exists between the gastrocnemius, soleus, and FHL muscles posteriorly, which are innervated by the tibial nerve, and the perineus longus and brevis anteriorly, which are innervated by the superficial perineal nerve. The neurovascular structures, including the tibial nerve, posterior tibial artery, and perineal artery, are located between the soleus and the tibialis posterior. And moving on to the final question, what two muscles lie on the posterior aspect of the interosseous membrane and the tibia in the lower leg and must be elevated during a posterolateral approach to the tibia for treating a nonunion? And the choices are 1. Flexor digitorum longus and tibialis posterior, 2. Perineus longus and perineus brevis, 3. Perineus brevis and perineus tertius, 4. Tibialis posterior and tibialis anterior, and 5. Tibialis posterior and flexor hallucis longus. The correct answer to this question is 1. Flexor digitorum longus and tibialis posterior. So the flexor digitorum longus and tibialis posterior lie on the posterior aspect of the interosseous membrane and tibia. The flexor hallucis longus lies on the posterior border of the fibula. The posterolateral approach to the tibia is useful to expose the middle two-thirds of the tibia and is often used when the anterior and anteromedial approaches are limited by skin issues. It is useful for plating of fractures and treatment of non-unions, including bone grafting, because it allows for soft tissue coverage of a bone that is otherwise subcutaneous. The superficial internervous plane lies between the gastrocnemius soleus, which is innervated by the tibial nerve, and the perineal muscles, which are innervated by the superficial perineal nerve. The deep dissection involves detaching the FHL and soleus from the posterior border of the fibula and then dissecting medially to separate the posterior tibialis off the posterior surface of the interosseous membrane and the posterior tibialis and flexor digitorum longus off the posterior surface of the tibia. That's all for this review about the posterolateral approach to the tibia. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.